Welcome to South Dakota Specialty Producers podcast series, Fresh Bites. I'm your host, Laura Kaler with SDSPA. The South Dakota Specialty Producers Association is made up of growers, consumers, and others interested in producing, marketing, and supporting South Dakota's specialty crops, meats, and locally made products. Producers and consumers surrounding the Sioux Falls area have a great option for local foods with the Dakota Fresh Food Hub. Since 2016, Dakota Fresh has been working with producers of fruits, vegetables, honey, meats, dairy products, and more to help market and distribute their products with a system that is easier for both producers and the consumers. With us today, we have Connie McDonald and Shara Hymans. Hi, I'm Connie McDonald. I'm, I'm the sales manager at Dakota Fresh. And I am Shara Hymans. I'm the owner of Starfresh Farm. We are one of the producers on the hub and we sell a lot of different vegetables, mostly tomatoes, salad blend, onions, peppers, carrots, different things like that. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to learn about Dakota Fresh Food Hub from you today. To start off with, uh, what are some ways that Dakota Fresh is set up that makes it unique from other food hubs? Sure. Uh, Dakota Fresh is member-owned, so each producer buys into the company when they join, so we're all truly owners. We have a small staff to operate our sales, day-to-day management, and delivery, and they're all managed by board of directors. So we're all set up as an LLC, and our quantity is just sold, determined weekly by our orders. Can you describe who is on your board and what their responsibilities are? So we actually have four people on our board right now. Um, I am the president. I make weekly contact with our management and oversee the training of the business manager. Um, I preside over meetings of our board members, and I see that the orders and resolutions of members are carried into effect. And since hiring a business manager this year, a lot of these duties will be passed on to our manager. We do have a vice president position that is open right now. If we were to have somebody in that position, they would perform the duties and exercises that um, are under me in my absence or incapacity. Joseph Cheddar is our secretary. He attends our meetings and records the proceedings of the meetings and keeps a register showing the names of all the members and their addresses and other information, as well as ownership documentation. And then we have Lisa Smith, who's our treasurer. She tracks finances, coordinates with our accountant, pays producers, performs projections, and keeps and maintains our books and records of accounts of all of our properties and business transactions of the company. She also has custody of our funds and securities, keeps accounts of receipts and disbursements in books, and deposits all of our money. So we don't really know what we would do without her. Uh, And then Tanya Speck is our marketing media coordinator. So she develops and implements monitors and reports on our marketing and branding campaigns. And everyone on your board is also a producer, correct? Correct. What can you tell us about the other producers? There are 17 producers right now, and we can actually include up to 25 per operating agreement. So besides uh, tomatoes, carrots, potatoes, squash, onions, and other common produce, we have eggs, honey, microgreens, garlic, and a variety of greens. So like lettuce, kale, chard, and more. We also have several different meat products, including lamb, beef, pork, and chicken. Everyone is primarily located within a 100-mile radius of Sioux Falls, so all of our producers share a desire to support the local foods movement. We love that we can provide local foods and freshly harvested natural grown food. The um, hub gives producers the opportunity to increase their reach, and the producers 
give the hub more sales opportunity with the variety of products they offer. Unfortunately, I live a ways from Sioux Falls, but if I was an individual living near Sioux Falls who wanted to use Dakota Fresh Food Hub to order all of my food in one stop and online, can you describe how the process would look for me? Yeah, so I recently helped a friend sign up to be a member actually last week, and it took less than two minutes to do it. So we went to our site, which you can go to dakotafreshllc.com and click on sign up. Or if you just go to dakotafresh.localfoodmarketplace.com slash account slash register, um, all you have to do is enter your information and you're ready to go. So customers choose whether they're retail or business, like a restaurant or store, and then retail customers choose their desired pickup spot including Stenzone stores and Bozades and Brookings. And then on Thursdays when deliveries are done, the orders are kept in the cooler until the customer picks it up. We're so lucky that these local businesses work with us to make our products more accessible because the businesses themselves benefit too, as it brings in more business when Dakota Fresh members come to pick up their orders. Wonderful. Are customers paying a membership fee or can someone choose to order from Dakota Fresh just a few times a year? Yeah, there's no membership fee to be a customer of Dakota Fresh. So there's no minimum order either. It's free to sign up. So no obligation to order anything on any given week. That's a great way to get started with it. And then I'm sure you get a lot of people hooked on the system and coming back for more. Do you have any wholesale or institutional customers? How does the process look different for them? We have several wholesale customers, including but not limited to restaurants, grocery stores, museums, and medical facilities. So we deliver to our wholesale customers directly. And is there anything different that you need to do with the retail and institutional customers' orders when you're preparing them? Retail orders do require a little bit more packing as they are not the large quantities in bulk and crates. So we have to actually pack them into reusable shopping bags at the cooler so that they can be delivered safely. Okay. Um, Shara, as a producer, what things are you doing each week to prepare for the order? So before Monday morning, I go into our sales system and we use what is called local foods marketplace and we enter what our farm will have available. So for example, maybe we estimate that we'll have hundred pounds of salad blend, 30 pounds of carrots, 40 pounds of tomatoes, 15 pounds of yellow onions, and five pounds of kale. When I list the salad blend, I might have it available to be sold to retail customers by six ounce bag, half pound or pound, and then to wholesale by bulk pound, 10 pound bag or 20 pound bag. And then similarly, my other buy the pound products will have different variations available. My kale, I might list only available as half pound bunches or bulk by the pound. So if I had five pounds, then you could buy 10 half pound bunches. I make sure to enter my products over the weekend so that Connie can include them on the newsletters on Monday morning. And then customers will see my products available on the sale page and can add them to their order. Um, On Tuesday, when the ordering period closes, we receive an email with a pick list for the week. From the system, I can print labels for each individual product, such as salad blend, bulk 10 pounds, one of two for Maury's Steakhouse. After harvesting, washing, and packing all of my products, we add the label stickers and store them in our walk-in cooler. And on Thursday morning, my items go with the other Northern Growers products to the aggregation site where everyone's items are sorted for delivery. Connie, what's the staff's role to prepare those weekly orders? 
Well, as the sales manager, I create the newsletters that get sent out every Monday morning with all the latest items available. Contact the wholesale customers and we put together orders, you know, via text or email or phone, whatever works best for them and help with the aggregation sorting and preparing for delivery. And Monday and Tuesday are pretty, pretty crazy around here for me as I'm not only working with customers for ordering, but also actively seeking new customers, reaching out to businesses, working on grants, um, maintaining that contact, you know, with the producers and much more throughout the week. Our delivery driver helps sort the items out to the customer and then delivers the orders to the drop-off locations. And our northern driver brings back the Brookings orders to Bosades. Shara, as a producer, what do you like about this food hub system? And are there ways that you've had to adapt to make it work well for your farm? Yeah, so we really like the way that the hub can make our produce accessible to many customers who usually wouldn't be able to buy from us. And it wouldn't be feasible for us to sell to such a wide range of wholesale and retail customers on our own. Um, For the few growers who live farther north, we have a delivery rotation so that we don't all have to go to Sioux Falls each week. During the growing season, it's my turn every third week to pick up each northern grower's items and bring them to the aggregation site. And then we have adjusted our harvest day to always be Wednesday. That way we're picking once per week and the product will be fresh for delivery. And do you sell at other markets as well, or do you just use Dakota Fresh to sell your products? We sell the bulk of our products through Dakota Fresh, and then we actually sell a lot of just like private sales retail right now. Is it hard to separate which things you'll sell to Dakota Fresh and which you'll sell otherwise, or does it just kind of work out and you've developed a system for it? So last summer, what we would do is harvest everything on Wednesday. And whatever didn't go to Dakota Fresh, we packaged and kept in our walk-in cooler. That way, our other customers, when they wanted to buy from us, um, we would let them know what was available in there, and then they could come pick up whatever they wanted. So we would have bags of salad blend and bunches of carrots and onions and bell peppers and whatnot all ready in the cooler to be bought. But we did the bulk of our stuff to Dakota Fresh first. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good system so that you're not going out having to pick every day and go with your routine. I've seen at farmer's markets where there can be a wide range of prices for the same item. So like a green pepper, um, where you have multiple vendors selling that same item. How do you determine what the price will be and does it adjust seasonally? We set our prices actually as a group at our annual meeting. So prices can be adjusted seasonally to some extent. But we look at the pricing at grocery stores, farmers markets, co-ops, and other sellers to see what similar prices go for. And we want to be affordable to our customers. So I think our prices are extremely reasonable for the fact that our products are grown naturally and high quality. And then each producer is selling that item, such as a green pepper, at the same price. Correct. And can the customers select which farm they purchase it from? Yep. How are orders done? And Shara, you kind of talked about this some, but... For vegetables that are sold by the pound or has a wide range of sizes available, I'm imagining like a chicken, every bird is going to be exactly five pounds. Can you kind of talk about how you set those prices and manage the orders? Right. Yeah. So I did touch on that a little bit when I discussed how I prepared for the orders each week. Um, Our system allows us to put in how many pounds we have available of an items and it can adjust the inventory as items are bought. So when we create a new item in the system, We might call it salad blend, retail, half pound bag, and then we'll enter it as 0.5 pounds. So the system can subtract 
0.5 from the total number of pounds available when it's ordered. For things, a lot of our meat products, we actually put in um, an estimate, I believe is how it works. It'll say um, maybe a, a three pound roast of beef and the customer will see the price for three pounds. And then once the producer goes and packs their order, if it's maybe 2.8 pounds or 3.2, there's an option to put that into the system. So they adjust the actual weight and then adjust the price before their payment takes out. Okay, thanks. What are some factors limiting your ability to expand outside of the Sioux Falls region? So I heard that you do have a spot in Brookings, um, but are Brookings and Sioux Falls the two spots? Yeah, so we do know that Dakota Fresh could definitely do more, and we've even considered it in the past year, um, setting up maybe another retail location in a different city. Our biggest limiting factor is manpower. So if we could afford to employ a few more people to get things done, we would expand extremely fast. We want to be careful, though, because even in the past couple of years, we've experienced some growing pains for sure. Can you take us back to the start of Dakota Fresh and tell us how it got started? Dakota Fresh started in 2016 by a group of interested producers and Kerry O'Neill with South Dakota State University Extension Office. So these producers want an outlet to sell their items, and it was really convenient and reasonable for many producers to sell and deliver individually to many different customers. And they had many day-long meetings of planning, and we received the funding from a grant to help us get through it through South Dakota State. Has it always operated in the same format? Well, as the hub grows and evolves, the operation have changed some, but it is the same concept and all the growers offer their products in one place. So it all comes together with individual orders on delivery day. Did you tour other hubs when you were determining how to set yours up? The hub was modeled after the stewards of the land in Illinois. Were there any things that you did when setting up that were critical to being successful? The start couldn't have been done without several resources. We had legal assistance and advice, financial planning, good communication, and lots of meetings. <laughs> do you continue to meet frequently, or how often do the producers get together? We're supposed to have quarterly meetings, and we have an annual meeting. So ideally, all of the producers would get together four times a year, um, and the board tries to do a monthly meeting. If someone wants to be a producer, how do they get started, and what's expected from them? Once they get in contact with Connie and we get them um, set up and voted in, the initial contributions for a producer are $1,000 cash that determines their LLC interest, and they can pay it over four quarterly installments too if they prefer. All members are expected to use chemical-free methods as best as possible. We follow organic production guidelines as closely as possible, and we don't use GMO products for production. Or if we absolutely have to use GMO products, it's after all other resources have been exhausted. Um, and then we agree to receive on-site inspection of our premises, produce, crops, livestock with written notice from the company. And then we all develop and maintain a farm safety plan that has to be fully implemented within five years of becoming a member. And we actually received that training through the hub as well. So that is really convenient for us. The members are also expected to attend annual and quarterly meetings, and we value each producer's input, thoughts, opinions, and feedback at those meetings. 
do the producers ever have customers reach out to them that they want to come visit the farm themselves and just see firsthand where their food's coming from? I would say they haven't really requested, you know, coming directly to the farm, just meeting with the farmers sometimes at the cooler, you know, and they get a chance to talk to them and get their story. Have there been any processes that you've had to adjust based on customer feedback? I think with any business, we've had to make adjustments as we go and things change every day as we know with the pandemic and everything that's gone on this year and last year, you just make adjustments accordingly. Do you have any other pieces of advice that you'd like to give producers wanting to use aggregation to increase their sales? I know that I've heard that there are requests for certain special items and the producers can't always cover these requests. So if there are any producers wanting to get into specialized items, that they would be a great fit for the hub. Um, Aggregation has been a game changer for us. We have close to 20 producers all selling from one spot. So imagine if a grocery store had to put in 20 different orders through 20 different farms for these different products that they buy from us. It's so much simpler when they can put in one order through the hub. It does seem like you have a great system set up and that it's so easy for customers to get started trying it out without having to become a member. And they can just go on the website, buy a couple of things, see if it works for them, and then just develop their routine of shopping there. Thank you, Connie and Shara, for visiting with us today and sharing your story. Do you guys have anything else to add? No. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having us. And if anyone wants to learn more, I encourage them to visit your website at dakotafreshllc.com. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to the South Dakota Specialty Producers Association podcast. And until next time, keep growing.